Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Episode 15. I had a very serious topic planned for this particular podcast, and uh, my family told me that I've had far too many of those recently. So I'm going to instead do one on a little bit of a lighter note. One of my bucket list items throughout the course of my life it was to uh, um, attend the San Diego Comic-Con. And I have yet to do that at the age of 39. It has still not happened. However, a handful of years ago, our local, the, the state we live in, started their own local con. And we have attended up to this year at least one every year. They have held a few of them uh, for a few, a few of the years. They have held more than one, but we've never attended multiple ones in the same year. Anyways. Going to a con is a very unique experience, and that's part of the reason why I decided to use this here, because I've spoken with other people who have never had the opportunity to go, and some who have, I don't know if they just didn't know how to enjoy themselves or what to expect. And so I'm just going to go down the three key parts of a con, or at least the experience that I have had, and hopefully... If given the opportunity, you will have a chance to go and take advantage of this because they are truly spectacular. Uh, putting that out there just a little bit further, as I've mentioned before, I am definitely a nerd, a professed nerd. I embrace that reality. And my wife is not. She is not a nerd on any level. The closest she's ever come is she at one time was a bit of a twihard, but that's kind of about it. Anyways, going to these cons has been a awesome experience for my family because there is something there for all of us. And there have been years where I'm quite confident my wife has enjoyed herself more than I have, and I've always had fun at them. So let me go down the three parts. The first part is the booths. So the local con that we have has one very large area dedicated to booths. And these booths sell things, some of which you can just get on Amazon or, you know, some of my favorite sites like ThinkGeek or places like that. But some of them are very unique and custom made, things you can only get at the con. These are like jewelry makers who make things specifically for uh, fantasy novels like Wheel of Time series and Lord of the Rings. Uh, some of them do special custom jewelry that's like Disney-based. There's usually lots of different like t-shirt booths. But a lot of those are also very specific to the cons. Um, last year or the year before, we got a handful of custom shirts for my kids, which was actually really cool because they had hundreds of different designs and you get to pick the size and, and they make them and ship them to you. And that was just kind of cool. Uh, one of the very first years we went, they had a Pokemon booth, which because my oldest child is and was totally into Pokemon, it was really cool because... They had one of the state master Pokemon players, and I think it was like 12, um, and he sat down, he would play with anybody who came, and he had a deck for them if they wanted to learn. So that was just really cool. So I encourage, if you get a chance to go, spend some time walking the booths. Now, usually I would suggest you do that on like Thursday here, anyway, the, the conference Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday is a good day to go because during the day, people are either in school or work. So there's not a lot of people on the floor and you get a little bit more space to move around. Oh, the other cool thing is, I, I think I have mentioned this before, is the art. I'd say like one third of the floor is typically dedicated to artwork. 
there is some amazing artists there. And I have bought artwork almost every single year. And I am very proud to, to show it off. It's really just fantastic for me. Um, granted, I am entertained, as I mentioned before, by just about everything out there. And I find everything fascinating. But the artwork at these places is very diverse and very cool. Um, all right, so booths. The second part of going to these cons, and I think this is part of the reason why my wife likes to go, is the people watching. So people go here and they do a thing called cosplay, which is where they dress up as either characters or themes or concepts from various different things. Uh, if you've ever watched the TV show Mad TV, there is a black and white spy that exists in like little tiny mini, mini segments throughout the course of that show. One of the cons we went to Somebody dressed up as the black spy, one of them dressed up as the white spy, and they chased each other around the con trying to destroy each other, quote-unquote. Um, and it was comical, it was fun. If you've ever watched the movie Galaxy Quest, uh, there's a group of aliens in there that all sound a very particular way, and uh, there was a group of people who came to this con, all dressed up like them, and they sounded just like them, and they would stop at just random times and just start making weird sounds, and it was hilarious. And I think part of the reason why my wife likes to, to watch the people is because she realizes that I'm not as nerdy as other people that are out there. And don't get me wrong, I'm not mocking them, because some of the people put in an incredible amount of time into these cosplays. And I guess I could say that I've done something similar since I spent 12 years making a chainmail vest, but I've never actually worn it to the con because it's too bloody hot. Ugh. Anyway, um, but the people watching is amazing, and that... Almost every year I get pictures with people dressed up as some of my favorite characters from like anime or manga or uh, movies, sci-fi, fantasy, comic books, whatever. And the third thing are the events and the stars. So my family, we are all big time readers. We enjoy books, uh, thoroughly enjoy books. And I've mentioned some top fives in the past. My kids and my wife all have their own favorites as well. And the authors come in usually droves to these things. And unlike the big stars, the actors and the actresses from the TVs and the movies, usually the authors come and, and they don't charge a thing. You can go to their panels, you can ask them questions, you can get pictures with them. And then usually they set up shop near their publisher or a person who's hosting them, and they'll sign books for free. I mean, you have to buy the book, but you can bring your own books and they'll sign them and you'll get a chance to answer questions. And obviously the more popular they are, the less time they have because they've got large lines. So my oldest boy had an amazing experience. Uh, some of my greatest uh, heroes in my life have been authors. And that is true with my oldest son. A number of years ago, he had an opportunity to uh, sit in a, within a panel with my family. We were in a panel together watching uh, two authors, one that was relatively famous. He had his books being made into movies. And the other one was uh, an author who has, uh, he's a local author, but he's quite fantastic. And he's had uh, books, you know, nearly made into movies, that kind of stuff. And my oldest son was, uh, got up to ask a question. And it was a this fairly intimate setting. I would say there's only a few hundred people. And for those of you who've been in panels, some of these panels can hold, you know, 10,000 plus people. And uh, so this one was smaller. And when he got up and asked a question, it was amazing because the two authors started uh, having a conversation with my boy. And there was other people in the room who wanted questions, but they took the time to talk to him. And after it was over, they pulled him aside, got a picture with him, and it was just really, really cool. Those are the kind of experiences that I don't really think you have very many other places. Uh, we also had the opportunity to meet a handful of other people. The very, very first con that was here, uh, Lou Ferrigno came. 
And normally, when you get a chance to meet the, the, the bigger stars, usually you have to pay. I don't know if it's an agent thing or just a standard thing, but you either pay to get a picture with them or an autograph or something like that. But Lou Ferrigno, on the other hand, was totally open booked. Uh, he just said, hey, if somebody wants to come meet me, um, it, free game, come shake my hands. The man is enormous, huge. And my middle child, who was my youngest at the time, uh, Hulk Smash was his favorite. And so when we got up to meet him, and for those of you who don't know, Lou Ferrigno's as deaf as they come, uh, he, he was trying to look at us as we were trying to communicate with him. And we said, you know, you know, the Hulk is his favorite. And here we are meeting the Hulk. And my uh, middle child at the time was, you know, he was obviously my youngest then, but he was like two or three. And Lou Ferrigno got down on his knees and started like playing patty cake with my boy and was talking to him and interfacing with him. And I mean, regardless of what I thought of that man before, it was awesome. A uh, number of years later, we got a chance to get a picture with Nathan Fillion, who was incredibly kind in person. Um, Zachary Levi, who's one of my wife's absolutely favorite human beings on the face of the planet. We got a chance to get a selfie with him at, at, again in a con. And he was also incredibly kind, very personable. And even though there was a huge line of people wanting to see him, he totally spent the time to talk with us, which was so cool. And one of the only other people we got to meet in person was uh, Evangeline Lilly. She was the wasp in Ant-Man and Wasp, and she's done a variety of other things. Uh, she was super, super friendly as well. And she seemed to be one of those type of people who was just like, you know, famous or not, I don't care. I'm human too, and come talk to me. And that was really awesome. Uh, some of the favorite stars that my wife had a chance to meet is the voice of Beauty and the Beast from the original Disney animated came a couple of years ago. And we had a chance to hear them get up and talk as well. And I think one of them even performed briefly for us. Um, Dick Van Dyke came and he got up and danced a little jig and sang a little number. Uh, Stan Lee, some of my icons over the years had a chance to come. And so the, the point I'm trying to make with all of this is when you go to these cons, people get overwhelmed by either the people or the booths or the events, and they tend to just focus on one. I encourage people who go to these things to break up their time and say, okay, I'm going to spend half this day walking the booths. So I'm going to spend half this day literally sitting. And they, ha they have bleachers set up. So you can sit down and literally just people watch for a while if you need to take a break. And then spend some of the time getting in the lines and going to, to meet the authors or, or see some of these people uh, stand up and, and talk. Some of these people have a very different personality when they're kind of setting. And some of them, I'm sure it's a facade. It's a total bold-faced lie because they're standing in front of public and their PR guy says, hey, make a good impression. But some of them, I'm pretty sure, come out of their shell and, and actually um, share more of who and what they are than they would have otherwise. And, and sometimes they do some fun things with them. Stranger Things as a show is something that my wife and I, my oldest boy, really like. And one of the kid actors from them, he's the the guy who, the kid who swears a lot. He's got the kind of funny teeth and, I don't know, missing collarbones or something. Uh, he came to the con last year and we had a chance to see him and he was hilarious. And it was actually his birthday and they had the 501st, it's one of the... Um, the groups here that dresses up the Star Wars characters and goes to a lot of different events. They came with Darth Vader, and I guess he's a huge Star Wars fan. So that was just kind of fun. So uh, this goes to the to my quote and the and now what. We'll just kind of do them both together. And that is, 
What if the only way to achieve your maximum potential is to do something totally outside of the box? Sometimes, I'm not saying you have to break out of it all the time, but if you're not a nerd and you're not into things you think go on to the cons, go for a day, even half a day. It's just such a unique experience. I know personally one of my favorite parts about them is the people who do steampunk, people who blend gears with like top hats and you know, fictional technology, it's, it's fun. Uh, Warehouse 13 as a TV show is basically glorified steampunk, if that helps any. Uh, and then, you know, the, and now what? If you get a chance to go, even for just a day, it's pretty fantastic. And I will tell you the very, very first one I went to locally, which granted, I've only ever been to the ones local by my house. Each and every one of them, I have come away happy that I went. And it's, it was almost like going on a vacation. And my kids have always had a good time. We've gotten great pictures with lots of fun people. Have a spectacular week. Be happy. Remember that you're worth it. Uh, And even if you're not a nerd, go to the con if given the chance. And as always, to end with a Chuck Norris fact, Chuck Norris crossed the road. No one has ever had the guts to question his motives.